Good day to you ladies and gentlemen and welcome to Film Focus episode 14 of the 2016 summer movie season. Has it been a disappointment? German of the North, South, East, and West, and welcome to another episode of Film Focus. I am your host, the Hypersonic 55, and I am glad that you decided to join me for another chilled out podcast episode. Now, I know that I've been gone for just over a week now. I missed last week's session just because I've been extremely busy in my personal life with my job, and unfortunately, timing wise, I still haven't got a proper set of shifts yet so i'm constantly in a state of flux and it is just not helping me in terms of like you know organizing this podcast but i am trying just to try and get things back on track in terms of like you know getting things back on a wednesday based period but that's another conversation for another time you came here to hear me talk about films and that's what i'm gonna do so today i decided to do a unscripted yet interesting I guess featurette in terms of the 2016 summer movie season. Now, it's been talked about, I think, on some of the websites that I usually go on or some of the um, videos of uh, YouTubers that I follow that they've been talking about the summer movie season and saying, has it been a disappointment? And that got me thinking, has this season overall you know, with all the films that's come out since, like, you know, say, May to now, has it been, you know, a bad season overall? And it got me thinking, because here's the thing about the summer movie season. Every time I've been, you know, to the cinema since about maybe 2010, I've been aware of how important the summer movie season is in terms of having, you know, your average to not so good films at the start of the year then around like say march to april things start to get interesting and then once may starts that's when the summer movie season starts off and then in june things get better and then it's july and then you have august where everything sort of culminates and then you're left leaving the cinema you know feeling pretty happy going into september when like you know is it the sort of oscar season starts to kick off and while I don't recall specifically a consistent summer of films in the last six years that I've been going as an avid film fan, I have noticed in the last two years especially that the summer film season, I'm going to stick with saying films now, um, has never been as consistent as previous years in terms of the amount of films that are good and consistent in quality from you know say the start of the season to the end of it and i think i've been saying it at least on my blogs in the last few years that the summer film season has been a little slacking in in terms of the overall quality of the films that have come out 
I mean, there's still been some great films in between, but as an overall thing, there's just, it seems like each year it seems to get lesser and lesser. But that's not to, you know, say that the films that we do get, you know, the good ones aren't that good. Um, and so that brings us to 2016. I remember at the start of this year thinking, oh yeah, the 2016 film season is going to be so hot. It is going to be great. I'm looking forward to so many of these films. I mean, yes, I think ultimately my main interest was just in like, you know, the new Captain America film because, you know, I love me some Marvel. But there were a great number of films that were coming out that I was really looking forward to, like the new X-Men film or the Nice Guys or... um can't really think of any else, but like there, there was a whole load of other ones. Um... And yeah, like I've come out of the cinema multiple times either thinking, oh yeah, these films were good or all right, but not great. And it does suck when you have like a whole summer to look forward to and then when you're going through it and while this summer season isn't completely over, it kind of feels like all the heavy is have come and gone. And I have been left like, you know, was it with a... I don't know, less than amazing feeling about the majority of the films that I've seen this year. I can probably know about maybe four or five at most that I really liked. Um, everything else was sort of either all right or just not within my wheelhouse of interest. So there's that. But yeah, the 2016 movie season, I just wanted to go through some of the major hitters of this year and just discuss you know, whether they were good or bad, and then culminated in terms of um, whether this season was really a disappointment, whether it's actually, you know, bad, you know, crap, or if we're, like, you know, as film audiences being too harsh on it, and if we had, like, you know, is it too high expectations, but who knows? We'll, we'll get into it and see, and see where it goes. Now, before I continue, I do have to make a, like, you know, is it uh make something very aware. I have not seen as many films in the cinema as I would have liked to this year. In fact, in the last few years as I left uni, I have been going to the cinema a lot less and my cinematic like, you know, is it viewings in the cinema have decreased steadily since 2013. And it's just because like, you know, as it as you grow up and become an adult and then go into full-time work, you just don't have enough time to go about and get around to seeing everything that you want to, even though a lot of the occasions it's just down to my laziness and not getting around to seeing films when I should. But anyway, um, there's a good number of these films I haven't seen, so I will make note of that when I do get to them. But yeah, let's just talk about these films in terms of um, just some of the heavy hitters that I have seen and uh, talk about you know whether they you know considered good or not. So I'm going to go back to the start of the summer season with a little film known as Captain America Civil War. Now, funnily enough, Civil War was the first episode of this podcast. I even did a second episode where I talked about the Civil War film in spoilers where I got a little bit more in depth, and that is to date still, I think, my longest episode. But the funny thing is about, like, you know, is the Marvel films now, especially the ones that are released in april or may they get released so early on it's like the summer film season starts in april now which is just kind of crazy when you think about it when 
you know, summer's more attached to May than April. But anywho, Civil War, what can I say about it that I didn't say in the, you know, first two episodes? Love the film. So good. So dramatic and yet so funny. I found a way to create a very different kind of story yet still have all of those familiar elements that you love about not only the Captain America films, especially Winter Soldier, but also some of the elements that you liked in the Avengers films. It takes several of the elements from, like, you know, was it the Marvel Cinematic Universe, brings it into fruition here, introduces some new characters like Black Panther and Spider-Man, but gives them relevance and reasons to be there. And while, yes, people have gone about and cited certain issues with the film in terms of, like, you know, the story, the choice of villain, the fact that certain characters don't have a proper justification for being there and that, like, you know, was it... This is just another, you know, is it generic superhero film? For me, I thought the film, yes, it had a few issues here and there with the story and certain characters, but overall, it worked. It was wonderful. It had some of the best action I've ever seen in any superhero film ever, period. I love the new interpretation of Spider-Man. Black Panther might be, like, you know, my new favorite, like, you know, is it superhero that I never really, like, you know, gave the time of day to until now. And... Oh god, I could gush about that film, but we got so much more to do, so I'm gonna sweep it under the carpet right now. But yeah, Civil War, it started the superhero, uh, you know, was it film season right after Batman vs Superman, you, you know, just didn't make them, just didn't hit the mark, and it started the summer movie season right. So then we were looking forward to X Men Apocalypse, which, yes, third film in this new series of X Men films, and following Days of Future Past, X Men Apocalypse had a lot to live up to and for me considering how bad some of those reviews were before the film came out i was impressed with the film i didn't love it but the way in which brian singer introduced like you know was it apocalypse at least in the introduction and then gave such you know breathe new life into some of these characters like gene gray and cyclops and nightcrawler that was good stuff and the way in which he was able to give you know magneto such a fabulous arc with Michael Fassbender in that role and seeing some of the stuff that was done with Professor X as well it was some good material and yes the cameo from a certain mutant which everyone expected to be in there was one of my favorite elements because it was so violent and I also loved the Quicksilver moment as well and there's there's a lot of moments in X-Men Apocalypse which worked really well but the problem was that as an overall film I feel like it was just a little imbalanced um the film had a lot of world ending stuff that we've seen before which just fell a little flat apocalypse as a main villain was just a bit eh. and the use of certain characters that apocalypse like you know was it uh hired to be on his team but some of them were just wasted didn't like storm and archangel was just god psylocke after all that hype just didn't do anything for me and jubilee Come on now, what is going on with that? Slacking. So yeah, X-Men Apocalypse was decent, but not quite the film that I think everyone was hoping it was going to be. And then there was The Nice Guys, which for me, I was really looking forward to that film. It was the next major film from Shane Black, who everyone knows is the director from uh, you know Iron Man 3, but most people who aren't film fans aren't aware of his film Kiss Kiss Bang Bang from 2005 which is amazing which I keep saying everybody needs to see and if you haven't seen it check it out 
the nice guys. The trailers look great. Russell Crowe and Ryan Gosling look like a great pairing. And the film was good. I really enjoyed it. Some of the f- some of the funny moments in the film were incredible. And again, this partnership between like uh, Ryan Gosling and uh, Russell Crowe was solid. I like the use of uh, Keith David as well. And I can't remember the name of the uh, daughter of Ryan Gosling character in there, but she was great. My only issue with the film was that I expected a little bit more from it, just because, again, I love Shane Black and his material. And the film was solid, but I feel like a lot of the great moments in the trailer, you know, ruined a lot of the moments in the film because they were there in the trailer, and I was it was kind of ruined for me. But overall, it was still a solid film. And you have Central Intelligence. I was looking forward to that. I'd heard it was actually going to be like kind of pants with some of the reviews that I'd heard about it before I went to see it in the cinema, but it ended up being pretty good. I mean, it's sort of by the numbers in terms of some of the story elements, but as an overall film, it was pretty solid. Kevin Hart and Dwayne The Rock Johnson have such a wonderful chemistry, and some of that film is just ridiculous, but that is part of like the humor that you know made the film work. And then you have Warcraft, like uh, that film. I was skeptical, but, you know, very hopeful as this was, you know, another one of those video game films, you know, check out my review on this uh, podcast for more information, Um, but I thought Warcraft was alright, not a great film, but it did have some really good elements in there, and a lot of cool world building, and as the start of a new franchise, I thought what Duncan Jones was able to do with this universe it was pretty impressive and I didn't expect to care for the orcs more so than the humans but it was a solid film yes there was some like you know was it performance some questionable performances some of the humans were a little boring and the fact that the film has such a stop and start style to the storytelling was a bit odd but again I thought the film was solid for what it was and the fact that they was able to condense so much history into a you know two hour ish film pretty impressive um oh man there's so many other films i'm gonna have to try and like speed these up a little bit the legend of tarzan now that film for me was again another okay to yeah kind of film because i was already like you know against the idea of seeing another live action tarzan film sort of um because i've done some research into like the uh the books and it sounds like tarzan is a great character that could be brought to live action with today's you know cgi and cinematography and yet he comes across in this film as a bit you know okay there's some interesting moments in there but the cg doesn't hold up some of the characters are just a bit generic and by the numbers and uh samuel jackson was fun he was probably my favorite part of the film but the legend of tarzan was all right just it's not what i personally wanted and still won't replace my love for like you know disney's tarzan even though it's kind of inaccurate in terms of its portrayal the actual source material but who cares that film was awesome so there um the Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles film I think actually out of all the films I've seen this summer might actually be the most disappointing film because I had so much hope for this this film should have been amazing it brought in Bebop and Rocksteady it was bringing in Krang it was bringing in like you know the Technodrome there were so many elements from the TV show that was being brought into, like, you know, this film. And since it was going to be more of a focus on the Turtles and not Megan Fox and Will Arnett and any other random humans, this film should have worked. And there were elements, tiny elements that made Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles, Out of the Shadows, a decent film. But 
overall, I just kept feeling that I was when I was watching the film, I was actually checking my phone, just saying, "When when is this film gonna end?" And I hate to check my phone when I'm in a cinema, but this film just felt a little boring. Uh, the story was so far-fetched, in, inconsequential, and mainly spoke to the fans, um, but not in a narrative way that made any sense for people that weren't aware of the law. It was just a mess. It was a bit of a mess, and uh, it was so disappointing now that I think about it. I actually forget that film even came out. And then you have Neighbours 2, Sorority Rising, at least I think that's what it's called over here in the UK. Actually, no, I think it's just Bad Neighbours 2 over here, now that I think about it, yeah. Um, that film was alright. I think there were certain elements of the novelty that wasn't as good in the sequel as it was in the first film, but there were some really good, funny moments with, like, you know, the addition of the girls in this film, with Chloe Grace Moretz heading that up. Zac Efron continues to be one of my favourite dudes in film at the moment, and... I still continue to tolerate, um, you know, Seth Rogen, a guy I used to hate many, many years ago, who now I actually don't mind watching a film, so that's all right. Uh, let's see, what else have we got in this list? Give me a second, ladies and gentlemen. I'm actually trying to go for a list here. There's <laughs> uh, uh, one or two more films. Oh, yeah. Um... Independence Day Resurgent. <laughs> I think to a lot of people, this film is the worst of the worst when it comes to the films that come out in the summer. Independence Day Resurgence, I never wanted this film to happen. Independence Day is one of my favorite films in the 90s. It actually might be one of my favorite films ever just because it's so quotable, fun, and has such a great cast. And I saw these trailers on my... It looks like silly fun. It could be good, but I know it's going to be pants. I saw the film, and here's the thing. I didn't actually hate Independence Day Resurgence. I thought it was just incredibly insignificant. There were a few cool moments of CGI imagery going on, but the characters were so one-note. A lot of the cool characters from the original film, they found ways to make them worse. And just overall, the film just felt so dumb and silly. And the way in which it ended, no, you can't sequel bait like that. Stop it. So yeah, Independence Day Resurgence, uh, insignificant. That's what it is. And the fact that it's ruined Independence Day to a degree just sucks. Because now you can't watch that film without knowing that there's a sequel. But if you're like me, you can just, you know, sweep it under the carpet and pretend it doesn't exist and your life will go on. Um, Star Trek. I didn't see that too long ago now. Star Trek Beyond. I was very half and half about this film. I thought it would be good, but the trailers didn't like, you know, overly wow me. But I was surprised to find out how much I really liked Star Trek Beyond. Justin Lin brought some really interesting um, elements with his direction. Simon Pegg did a lot of really good work with the script. And it was just interesting to see a more... I don't know, this felt like, you know, it was a smaller story on in a bigger film's body. It felt very retrospective and introverted, but at the same time had a lot of the key elements of Star Trek that you enjoy from the TV show. There was a lot of interesting pairings this time around, and the situation that the Enterprise crew ended up going on was really cool. I like seeing you know, some of the major performances from Sophia Batella, um, Chris Pine, Zachary Quinto, um, Carl Urban, and obviously we had like you know some beautiful... Um, tribute moments to uh, Anton Yelchin and like you know is it uh, 
Leonard Nimoy as well. There was a lot of really nice, wonderful moments in there. And while the film does suffer from like um, a few missteps with the villain and some other story elements, overall, Star Trek Beyond was a solid film, which was a sequel that I needed instead of Into Darkness. And um, if you haven't seen it and it's still playing somewhere in your cinema, I, I would say check it out. Or if this is if you listen to this after 2016 or it's film released, then just check it out when it comes out on DVD and Blu-ray. Um, and Jason Bourne. This is a film I was really looking forward to because I love the Jason Bourne films. You know, the Matt Damon ones from uh, 2002 to 2007. I even made an episode about it not too long ago, which you should check out. And I even did a review of Jason Bourne as well. And here's the thing. Jason Bourne was never going to be as good as the first three films, but... For what it is, it's a solid adapt. It's a solid follow-up, should I say, to those films. It feels very in tone with the previous Paul Greengrass films. It has that same style, panache, charisma, and effectiveness, and it feels like you know, Born Never Left. Matt Damon was solid in the film. I really like Alicia Vikander. Tom Lee Jones was good. And I really like Vincent Cassell. The action was solid. The storytelling was pretty good. And while it's like, you know, again, a step down, as an overall action thriller kind of film, it was solid. And it gave me what I needed in a summer season where I was like, you know, starting to get a little, you know, a little disappointed. That film really picked me up again. It ended up being like, you know, one of my favorite films of the summer so far. Um, Finding Dory, I didn't actually see until well late in the game. I think about maybe two or three weeks after its release. And the funny thing is, I ended up liking it a lot more than I thought it would. Because I wasn't looking forward to any form of like you know Finding Nemo sequel. Because the thing is, I don't love Finding Nemo. I think it's a good film, but it's just not on my f- high end of the Pixar films. But Finding Dory was surprisingly sweet, um, surprisingly full of emotion, and it gave me a reason to like Dory more than I ever did in the original film. And while the film isn't like you know, was it quite on that same you know? high 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 level that like you know pixar are able to do with like films like inside out um up and you know the incredibles it's still a solid film that i think that everyone should watch um and suicide squad which i think is the last most notable film in the list of films that i've seen that i need to talk about and um i did my review of suicide squad in episode 13 which you should check out as well and this film is another divisive film from uh, Warner Brothers and DC. For me, if you don't know my thoughts already, I thought the film was all right-ish disappointed. I was disappointed with the film overall, but it's not like I hated it. I was sort of down the middle. There was moments that I really liked in terms of some of the action sequences, but the film's main strength was its characters. Really like Will Smith and Margot Robbie and Viola Davis and Jay Hernandez, but overall the film had just so many issues with the story, pacing, editing the lackluster action sequences character imbalances and what the hell happened with katana they wasted her so badly the joker was like you know is it not entirely necessary to this film and enchantress the less said about her the better so yeah like you know is it there you go there's that and there are a lot of other films in the list of summer films that i haven't seen yet um like the bfg i was initially very interested in seeing this film because it is coming from Steven Spielberg and it was, you know, a remake of a film that I really liked, you know, based on a book 
that a lot of people liked as well. I liked the animated film, but the more I saw the film and the trailers, I just didn't really seem that interesting. And by the time it actually came out, I was just like, nah, you know, I'm going to give this a miss just because I didn't think it was for me. And the film hasn't fared too well in the box office either, or critically that much. I mean, it wasn't, just wasn't like, I didn't like it. Uh, no, I don't even know what I'm saying anymore. Basically, the film was not what I expected it to be. So when the, re the reception came out, I was just like, you know what? I'm going to give this one a miss. Um, Alice Through the Looking Glass, I can't believe it took them six years to go about and make a sequel to this film. It was a sequel that I don't think anybody really wanted. Bloody, <sighs> I really didn't like the first one. And the new tra the trailer for the, sec the sequel looked all right, but... I didn't want it, so I heard it wasn't that good. So yeah, swept that under the carpet and left it there. Now you see me too. I was actually really interested in seeing this film with the trailers and all that. But once the reception came out for it, I sort of said, you know what, I'll give it a few more weeks before I see that film. But then I just decided, you know what, I can't be us, and I just left that film done. Conjuring 2, I'm actually really annoyed I missed that in the cinema, considering how much buzz I heard about it being good for a sequel to a horror film. But, alas, just just not yet. The Purge election year, third film in the Purge series, which was following more of the Purge 2 style that was introduced. And I heard that was disappointing as well, which is just not good. The Shallows, I'm not sure if that's still in the cinema, but I might want to give that a watch. Um... The Angry Birds movie. I'd never cared about the Angry Birds before, and I didn't care about them when they were having a movie, so I just swept down to the carpet too. Secret Life of Pets, the trailers were on all the bloody time. And, you know, it just got to the point where the trailers pissed me off so much that I just didn't even want to watch the eventual movie. So when I heard the film was alright to so-so in terms of reviews, I was just like, yep, I'm, I don't need to see that one. And I just uh, forgot about it. Mike and Dave need wedding dates. That's still on my watch list, but it's not on, like, you know, the high end of my um, priorities list when it comes to watching films. Um... And I think the last major film that's come out that I haven't seen is Ghostbusters. Now, I'm not going to get into all the bloody controversy about Ghostbusters 2016. Um, suffice to say, I didn't want it to happen. But, you know, you cannot control Hollywood when they have an idea. And, yeah, the reason I didn't want to watch it was purely because I love the original. I don't need no remake, reboot, whatever. And I just said, as a film fan, I have a right to choose whether I want to see a film or not, so I chose not to see it. And that's the end of that chapter. And I think the only other films that are left in the summer film season right now that I don't think have come out in the UK yet, correct me if I'm wrong, but I believe Pete's Dragon isn't out yet. And I think the only two films that I'm really looking forward to seeing, well, War Dogs, I'm sort of half and half about, but Kubo and the Two Strings is the next major film that I'm really looking forward to, which I think is the last major film in the summer season that I will check out, mainly because it's from Leica, and I really like their material, although I still think that Coraline is their best material so far. Don't hate. But yeah, the when going back over the course of the summer films of 2016, it's hard not to be disappointed with the end result. Only a handful of those films are, you know, considered good or great. In my opinion, 
the only films that I really liked was Civil War, The Nice Guys, Jason Bourne, and Star Trek Beyond. Those are the films that I came out of the cinema genuinely happy with, where I was like, yep, I'm satisfied with what I watched. And I think maybe Finding Dory to a degree, but only because, like, you know, the, the feels started to get to me towards the end of the film. Um, but yeah, like, it is crazy how many of these films had a lot of promise or had, like, you know, a really good advertising campaign or was coming off of a, another film in a franchise where you expected a lot more from it and it just ended up being disappointing and it's just like, oh. I will say that after going through that list and thinking about a lot of the films that I have seen either, you know, with my own eyes or seen from an outsider's point of view in terms of the critical and... Um, box office based material that 2016 might be the worst summer of films that I've seen so far now I have only my own opinion to back that up but let's be honest right now it's just like not really much else coming out that's really gonna you know make you go oh yeah I really need to see that film this is gonna be the great closing to the summer film season um it is a darn shame, because uh, as the years go by, more films get announced. As, as part of the summer season, you want to be entertained from start to finish. And obviously, not all films are going to be for you. Or is it the fact that, as film fans, we look forward to going to the cinema all the time, and we have been treated to so many great films in the past, that we have set our expectations so high that... Any film that doesn't reach those expectations is considered either, you know, a disappointment or just a straight-out crappy film. That's just something to possibly think about because I know that my expectations for a lot of these films have been, you know, reaching heaven's gate, you know, in terms of, like, you know, the hype anticipation and, like, you know, is it just hoping that the payoff would be completely solid and amazing. Um... But yeah, like, uh, it is just a little disappointing thinking about, like, you know, is it how many films that I actually liked overall and just the amount that there have been overall and just that the film season just hasn't delivered. It just feels really, really strange. Um, a lot of these films I will be catching, you know, on home video. That's what, that's what I'm looking for. Yeah, fine. A lot of these films I'll be catching up on, like, you know, as the year, you know, goes on. I still haven't seen um, there's films I want to see like Swiss Army Man, Lights Out, and uh, Ben Hur. That weird remake. It looks looks kind of strange, but kind of interesting. I've heard it's all right, so maybe I'll give that a watch. And obviously, I still need to catch Conjuring too, because I I like the first one. But anyway, that's my opinion on a summer movie season as a whole. I would say films this year. As an overall cohesive group, it's sad that I couldn't make a, even a top 10 of all the films that I really like this year. And I feel like there's a lot of fans that I've seen in comment sections on YouTube or like, you know, IGN or some other places that said, oh yeah, summer 2016 sucks when it comes to films. And I wouldn't be, you know, was it totally against that opinion just because of how many films I've liked and how many films I've just found either average or you know meh so 
maybe it is just our expectations being too high or maybe these films are kind of pants but you can always look forward to the year ahead and 2017 looks like it'll be a pretty packed session especially when it comes to the superhero films but we won't know how good they are until we see them so here's hoping 2017 can do better so that'll bring this episode of film focus to an end it's a lot longer than a lot of the usual episodes i do apologies but i had a lot to say and i did waffle a little bit so now i turn it to you what did you think of the some movies of 2016 did you love them did you hate them did you think it was average and how do you feel like 2016 compares to previous years do you think that the films were actually you know just a bad quality or do you feel that we just have too high expectations in the current movie landscape I would love to hear your thoughts. So, you know, you can drop a uh, comment on this uh, episode or you can email me at thehypersonic555 at gmail.com or you can holler at me on Twitter where I am at Film Focus or at thehypersonic55. Or I should have said at hypersonic55 because there's no the. And that's it. So thank you for listening. If you're still here right up until the end and... From me, the Hypersonic 55 at Film Focus, this is me signing out. And uh, take care.